the acknowledgement that to discover the truth of who you are, you need to go into the belly of the beast, you need to go under the ocean, you need to go into the darkness, into the pain. That's where you will discover the true gift of the self. If you never go below the surface, then you will never discover the truth of who you are. You will only vibrate on the higher frequencies. That process of iteration, are you becoming another man or are you becoming more of who you were always meant to be? Or more of who you truly But because there's always some resistance to change, there is a wonderful manifestation of form. There is a dance of life. What's up, you guys? It's me. It's Unk. I'm back. I've missed you all, and I hope you've all been well. Um, it's been a long time since I've been behind a microphone, so it's a little weird. <laughs> but yeah, let's just get right into it. I've been away for a while, and there's been a lot in my mind that I want to talk about and just get off my chest. For the last month or so, I feel as though I've been neglecting the podcast, and I want to explain what I've been up to and why I've been away. And by the way, I'm still clean, you guys. There's just been a handful of experiences, mainly like three in particular, that have just drastically affected my perspective about a lot of aspects of my life. And I hope that maybe by sharing them that you will gain a better understanding as to why I've been away. So, first and foremost, at the beginning of this year, I had made a few really big goals and aspirations for myself to strive towards, um, knowing how much time and hard work was needed for me just to reach my current level in life, and knowing how much more that would be required of me to succeed has been overwhelming at times. But the difference, I think, now is. I feel a deep sense of urgency since I've been working again, and especially after kind of reawakening my sense of purpose, life in general has been fun and exciting for me again. I've noticed all of my focus shifting into all the things that I've been passionate about, which is honestly something I thought at one point in my life was not going to be possible. And for anyone who's curious, I've been sifting through all the various IT networking cybersecurity certifications that are available and prepping for exams in any way I can for those. Um, I have a few side hustles where I've been diagnosing and trying to repair water damaged logic boards for like MacBook Pros and iPhones and flipping them or flipping graphics cards for crypto miners and I've been learning newer audio and video editing softwares. Uh, I've been streaming and collaborating with other artists of various projects, none of which has ever felt like work. And it's just really easy for me to become swept away into. But 
My first conflict in regards to the podcast, however, was that I struggled to grasp how any of what I'm currently doing now has any relation to Nod Squad, which has basically been up to this point an amalgamation of war stories, rock bottoms, uh, and, and debauchery. And that's fine. I've, all, I've always taken a lot of consideration into the, the manner in which I approached structuring content for this uh, platform or whatever. But the fact of the matter is that when I first got behind a microphone in episode one, my expectations of myself were vastly different than the expectations that I have of myself today. To be like entirely honest, looking back now, I had very little intention or self-belief that I would or even could stay sober. I, I mean, I sincerely thought my lifespan was going to be scarce, so ranting into the void of the podcast stratosphere wouldn't make any difference. It's surreal to even think about the state I was in back then because I would like to think that I have grown so much since that time. And more and more, as I've been gaining more clean time, the person I was during my many rock bottoms uh, seems more and more distant and in a way more unrecognizable, if that makes any sense. What I've been realizing currently is that this podcast has focused so much on the past while I've been f so focused on the future that presently I feel an undeniable shift in how I view my past like recklessness as a whole. And I haven't really taken notice until now that I'm really not the same person that I was when I started the podcast at all. Uh, my, my perspectives, my morals, my ambitions are all so polar opposite, I feel, compared to what they once were. It just felt, in a way, that as I have been gaining clean time, the podcast was becoming a less and less accurate representation of a, who I am now or the person I'm trying to become. I mean, in its defense, though, the podcast has always showcased my growth and adaption into recovery, whether I realized that or not. But the conflict has mostly resided around focusing content on war stories mainly and, and simply trying to rethink the overall structure of episodes. But this hasn't entirely been the reason I've been away. And the second experience explains that better, which was uh, recently I just gotten back home from a vacation I had down in San Diego in order to at attend a memorial service held for a family member who had passed away. And the service itself was emotionally overwhelming, but also left that same sensation of urgency that I first felt this year, but like in different ways. So um, for the rest of the vacation I had with my family, I was kind of just able to reset my mind and tune out everything else around me and just enjoy the remaining time I had with, with my family. And since getting back, I've been spending more time with the people in my direct life and focusing on ways I can improve the relationships I have with friends and family. 
uh, I don't know. I just, I felt a deep feeling in my soul that I really needed to stop to take a look around and enjoy everyone around me or else I would regret it for the rest of my life. I mean, I don't talk about this very often, but when I last relapsed uh, almost three years ago, I chose to do that after hearing about the news that my dad was having heart issues for the first time and uh, my sister had a miscarriage at the time. And so being at the memorial service made me think about what I had said in rehab many times before to like many people, which was when that day comes and my parents' time comes, I don't want their last moments of life spent on this earth worrying about me being strung out. I mean, I don't want the rest of their time left here at all to be spent worrying about me in that regard. And right now, honestly, my relationship with my family, I think, is the best it's ever been. But it's like, uh, like I heard someone say in the past, be the most reliable person at your dad's funeral. And that statement has had like so much fucking weight to me. Uh, it became so much more real and seriously important to me while I was sitting there at the memorial service. I mean, it felt good to even present myself to a lot of my family, whom some of them I haven't seen for like almost a decade. So that experience made me just realize that I know in the future life is going to put me through situations that I know are going to be even more difficult and challenging. And that if I'm not constantly trying to build on who I already am, then they can and will very easily knock me on my ass harder than I've ever even hit a rock bottom before. But not only that, it just made me want to be someone who others could lean on in situations like those. Uh, I knew, or I know exactly how much that meant for me during the times I needed to get back on my feet. So anyways, my, my dad, I, we got back into town and my dad's birthday was coming up right after that. And I, I don't know, I wanted to be, it was very important to me to take time aside and put my energy into really putting forth, expressing how much he meant to me. So, I mean, we had gotten him presents, but his main like big present was a brand new uh, MacBook Pro, like 16-inch M1 Pro new silicon chip. By the way, they're fucking, Apple's fucking expensive. It was almost $3,000. And uh, I, not a lot of people know this, but if you buy any of these new MacBook Pros, you're... Uh, solid state drive is soldered into the fucking computer. And, but I mean, they only have a lifespan of about eight years. So if you want to switch that bad boy out, you're going to Apple's going to be like, yeah, 800 bucks. When we're the only certified team to, that will allow you to unsolder a solid state drive. But anyway, that's beside the point. But I mean, getting to put all my energy into just his birthday and that moment was more of a gift to me just to have that opportunity. It was important for me because during the darker times in my life, when others saw potential in me that I couldn't see in myself and people who took time and energy to help 
direct me on a better path to walk down. I mean, I, I would honestly not be alive in here today if it wasn't for all those positive people in my life and especially my parents. I mean, I know all this shit probably sounds really super corny, but I also know right now people that wish every fucking day that they could do what I did just, you know, for my dad's birthday and and they can't do it because they lost that chance forever because their parents are gone. And I know that it would erode my soul away if I didn't appreciate that time and utilize the remaining I remaining time I have left with my loved ones, however long or short or hopefully long that it is, you know. But with that said, everything going on in my life lately has been amazing and exciting. So I don't want anyone to think that I've been going through a hard time. The times I've been going through have just made me think about a lot of shit, basically. Other than taking time aside to focus on my life, I've still been working on episodes for the podcasts in the background while figuring myself out internally. But this very last experience was really... mm, This last experience was really the one that solidified my reasoning behind taking a step back from the podcast for a while. And it's the one experience out of them all that ties into this podcast the most. So, I mean, a lot of you don't know this, but I have had a couple failed attempts to have guests on the show recently. And by guests, I mean friends of mine who have been on the podcast before. Now, one of the friends isn't really worth mentioning because the recording session just had a lot of boring energy, so we decided to reschedule. But the other friend I attempted to have on, just it turned into a, a utter shit show. And I'm not going to get into the all the details of my friend because he plans to come on later and recap his story. But I do want to explain the situation that I personally had because I think it's really the entire reason I decided to put down the episode I was planning to release before and stop and work on this episode instead. So um, I should just tell this like any other story I've told. So here's what happened. Yesterday's price is not today's price. So I've been getting a calls and messages from someone who has been on the podcast before a couple times and each time I've talked with him he has been telling me these pretty like actually really insane and debaucherous stories involving him and uh, this romantically developing relationship or girlfriend he's been dating and both of their uniquely different addiction personalities while He's been also wanting to come back on the podcast to talk about like all this drama. So after a, f- a few weeks of turning him down, I finally set aside a small window of time to bring him into my studio, record for a couple hours, and then leave. So, I mean, that plan quickly died after I met him at a, a nearby Starbucks and could see that he had brought his girlfriend with him, who, by the way, was day one detoxing off of fentanyl. 
So you, you might, you could imagine what was going through my mind. Not only do I not trust this girl as far as I could throw her, but I just, I mean, I felt completely stupid for not assuming already that my friend might pull something like this in the first place. And when I say stupid, I mean he was actually suggesting to me that his girlfriend come on the podcast day one detoxing off of fucking fentanyl of all things to to talk about what like how much she life sucks and she feels like shit like i don't who no one wants to do that and, and it didn't it didn't take longer than a couple of minutes for me to look around the situation i was in and know that the recording session was not going to happen so i bought a nitro cold brew and told my friend while his girlfriend kept making these long, sweaty breaks into the bathroom that we had to reschedule to have him come back on another time, either over the phone or Skype or Discord, but definitely not in person. And after about 20 minutes of waiting for this dope sick girl to get out of the bathroom, I finally like pull my friend out of the parking lot to have like a more private discussion with him because you know, God knows what she was doing in the bathroom. I had somewhat of an idea, but also, I mean, he looked like he needed a friend to talk to. And I mean, the details of him and what his current situation is that he just isn't in a good place. That's all I'll say right now. I mean, it didn't trigger me, at least the situation didn't yet. It just made me sad. And the last thing I wanted to do was really be in that situation anymore. But it also was really annoying because they were like both bickering amongst themselves about the dumbest shit before she hit out in the bathroom. And it was just so obvious how anxious she was getting. So after another several minutes of us talking in the parking lot, we... We see this guy's girlfriend. I mean, finally she's out of the bathroom, but she she bursts through the Starbucks door and she's chasing after this car that looks similar to mine, thinking that we were driving off and ditching her. And we're standing in the parking lot like, yo, like it's us. But you could just tell she was going through it. She was dripping sweat out of every pore in her body and her nose was running down her face. She was frantically going through contacts in her cell phone the whole time. So I knew that she was jonesing for a fix and planning her escape as much as it was like fucking with my friend's head, who, by the way, uh, he's at least clean from opiates, but still using a lot of other drugs. So, I mean, by that point, I was pretty annoyed and I told them I was heading home and offered both of them a ride to wherever they were headed. His girlfriend was, his girl. she hit up uh, someone on her phone to meet up with, which my friend later informed me was the local trap house to smoke the Fetty, I guess, and he needed a ride home. And while I'm driving to this trap house, I notice the road I'm driving on, and it's the same road where a girl was overdosing in this guy's van, and he in response to her overdosing, had pulled over his van and just dumped her out into a ditch on the side of this road I was driving on. I mean, this was years ago that this happened. She ended up dying of a fucking overdose, and then the entire story was everywhere on the news and in the paper at the time, and it really fucked with my head because 
Everyone I was using with knew her and was like talking about all these details about her. I don't think I ever met her from my memory, but from what I remember, he went on the run and then was later caught. And I think he did. They charged him, I think 20, 25 years, hopefully more. That guy's a piece of shit, but it was just eerie to even think about that era of time that happened in my town. Like all the stash house raids that were going down at the time and all the overdoses going on everywhere. A couple of those overdoses being mine. And the times I was locked up and met a bunch of the cartel that was busted in a lot of these raids and shit. It was really fucking crazy. And it still is. I mean, we're still seeing the repercussions of that in, in my town. But the moment that thought crossed my mind, my friend's girlfriend brought up this same exact thing right as I was thinking about it. And I guess they used to be a friend, apparently, and so we started talking more and more and she started to open up about some of the really fucked up shit like she's been dealing with and going through, being like strung out and on the streets. I think she started to feel less dope sick when she knew we were driving to get well because I was dropping her off so then she finally was felt more comfortable about opening up and she told me some really fucked up shit and um, after that I just dropped her off as quickly as I could and for the rest of the ride to my friend's house I tried to have as much of a meaningful conversation with them as I could who without getting into it it was not in the best state of mind so when we got to his house I poked my head in his domicile quote unquote just for a second because he invited me in and my fucking god his studio apartment was in total fucking disarray i mean uh, there's holes punched in walls there's dusty nitrous canisters everywhere dirty baggies with residue on the ground and just shit spread out everywhere you couldn't sit anywhere because he had just shit spread out everywhere looks fucking disgusting and I knew he had drugs on him. I didn't have to assume he's a fucking drug addict. And it, I told him, I was like, I have to get out of here. Because he, he was like, well, why? Because he, he needed a friend. But I was like, yeah, I'm not fucking staying here. And I found out right after I was telling him I'm leaving, he had like stashed a gram of tar under like wood in the cap un cabinet under his sink. And so he was thinking about trying to like dismantle his whole fucking cabin to get it out. I was like, yeah, I gotta get the fuck out of there, you know? And, I mean, the whole fucking, his house and everything, it just reminded me of so many aspects of how my life used to be. You know, like the codependent, toxic relationships, the filthy surroundings, the overall sadness, always being paranoid about getting locked up. And as disgusting as his place was, I just knew I had to get out of there. I could already feel that dormant part of my dark side already plotting away. And I just told him, I'm leaving because I will be high in less than three minutes of me agreeing to hang out with you. But even more so over, he reminded me of a few real close friends I've had in the past who were all in a really depressing downward spiral right before they passed away from either overdose or something drug related. And I haven't been face to face with that in a while. And the last time I was, I had a fucking needle in my arm to distract myself. 
And um, I knew over everything I just had to leave and get home, so I left. And as I was driving away, the entire experience made me feel a combination of both sadness and anger. Um, Sadness for my friend, but anger at myself in a way because I started to become very protective over my current life and the momentum I felt like I was gaining. And I mean, in a way, I was also protective of my friend and his private life. I mean, more importantly, the experience made me more hesitant of having someone in that state on the podcast. And more than even feeling exploitative, which in a way it did, it just felt downright uh, gross. I mean, the thought of attempting to lure my friend into a recording studio to like wax poetically about their newest rock bottom that I discovered, that was literally the last thing that I felt like that person needed at that moment. And since that last experience, I've made a few attempts at finalizing mixdowns for a couple of different episodes I was planning. And with each attempt to finish them to get out to all of you, I just felt uh, unhappy. Like, now, not unhappy with podcasting because, I mean, you don't know this, but I've been working and helping other podcast projects in the background with a lot of things like sound engineering and and that's all been really fun, but I've been, I've been mainly uh, unhappy with reminiscing my own personal war stories. For example, uh, you might have noticed that for a few of the newer episodes, I had focused more on earlier and what I felt was like more innocent war stories in my life because I started feeling less comfortable talking about some of the really dark stories that I still haven't told and even feeling uncomfortable getting into the stories I already told. Thinking about that life more and more has really become a major turnoff for me, and over these last few months, as I've been focusing less and less on my past and more on things so far away from that, I've just developed a different perspective about things, I guess. I mean, even the story that I had had planned to release is more lighthearted and uh, involved like psychedelics and stimulants and a successful police escape, you know. Uh, I still wasn't enjoying the process of what I was working on. It felt insincere to shift away from the dark, depressing experiences that I needed to go through in order to escape them and crawl into who I am now. I feel that drug use, misuse, and abuse has to encompass all of it. The good, but more importantly, the inevitably bad and sometimes the death that makes it all up or else it becomes inauthentic. Basically, I just became unhappy reliving all my own war stories at that moment. And I just had to put the project I was working on down to take a step back from everything, take a break from Nod Squad, and figure out answers to all the questions I felt like I had been ignoring long enough for them to all come flying at me at once. It was kind of like an epiphany moment, which kind of brings us to where we are now. And I've spent enough time with all this inner turmoil and constant self-analysis, and 
the only solid conclusion I can come up with at this point is that I have to take a break from telling my own personal war stories for right now, at the very least, uh, especially the, the solo war stories I told, I feel like it's just necessary right now for me to incrementally branch away from that since my life in general has been doing that already for almost three years. And I mean, more importantly, I want to reiterate, I have no plans to retire from podcasting and Nod Squad still has plans to release episodes and continue. And actually, I do have something really special planned for the next coming episodes, but I'm not going to reveal any of that uh, until they're released. And there's also a pretty large stockpile of vault recordings with older guests that I have plans on releasing as well as continuing to have friends on Nod Squad for future episodes. And by the way, again, I'm not banning war stories. I'm just taking a break from my own right now. That's really the main thing I've wanted to get off my chest. So I really thank you for that. And if to anyone who's listening, who's made it this far, thanks for listening to me get things off my chest. And thank you for anyone who's reached out recently. It means a lot to me, like every single time. And if anyone wants to get in touch with me, I just want you to know I am slowly crawling back on social media. And right now, for the time being, I will be back on both Instagram and our own personal Nod Squad podcast at gmail.com on a daily basis from now on for catching up on all the emails and getting back to everyone. So if you want to reach out, that's where I'm going to be. But one last thing I want to express that maybe could be useful to anyone in the early stages of recovery or struggling in their recovery is, you know, now that I'm almost coming up on three years clean, uh, April 24th is my clean date, by the way, life has really started to feel inspiring and exciting for me again. And I feel like I've been finally able to start to diagnose personal issues internally before I resort to unhealthy outside mechanisms and things in general just feel like they have been taking on a new meaning and a new purpose, which is really something I was desperately searching for after getting out of rehab and during my second year of sobriety. I mean, there were a lot of times, like too many to mention, that I thought about giving up. And in many ways, my my second year of sobriety was way harder than my first, but I'm so grateful that I didn't give up because if I had, then I would never get to see all the potential I'm starting to see in myself now. And I, I want that same thing for all you out there listening. So, I mean, if you ever have been in recovery and just feel like lost or stuck and feel like giving up, I just want to say, just don't give up because you never know the turning point for you like it's been happening for me could be right around the corner and you don't even know how many opportunities might be around that peak just in you may never see all the valleys i guess so to speak i mean if you think about it they what did they say uh 
every cell in your body dies and regenerates like every seven years. So if you think about it technically, like every seven years, you're practically a brand new human. All your cells are regenerated. So, I mean, just stick it out. So, I mean, with that, I have ranted long enough. I got to get out of here. I have a full work week ahead of me. And plus, I need to take a long overdue bubble bath. And But I just want you guys to know there's some really special things planned for the next couple of episodes. And lastly, um, you know, if you have connected or have any thoughts or feelings about anything I said in this really long rant of mine, or if you have any feedback, especially about maybe what this podcast means to you or what you think of it, um, your feedback is now more than ever so appreciated and, and beneficial to me. It really gives me a better perspective of even what I'm doing. So I would love if you could reach out and shoot us an email one more time. It's a uh, nod squad podcast at gmail.com. So anyway, sorry for ranting. <laughs> Thank you for letting me just get that out there. I really felt like I needed to just get that off my chest, but yeah, I got to go. So I'm out you guys. So peace, love, and all the above. Sometimes you take a leap forward and you learn some things, but you can't catalyze a new identity. So you try to go back and hide in your old identity. And that actually doesn't work because well, things have changed and you've learned something and that isn't who you are anymore. And so it's like you have to cut part, parts of yourself off in a destructive manner to fit back into the person that you were. discover a little bit more about your potential as you discover who you are, especially the darker parts of yourself, because then you discover your potential for mayhem. There's some real utility in that, you know, the discovery that you're dangerous is such a useful discovery. It's actually something that strengthens you because the first thing that a realization like that can in fact produce is the ambition to incorporate that danger into a higher order personality, that dangerousness into a higher order personality, and that can make you implacable. And so that's one of the potentials that you might discover. Then you attain victory over some small part of the chaos. And then you're unbelievably good at that. And maybe you can ally to that the ability to recast tyrannical order into chaos and restructure it into something deeper, more profound, and takes a person out of the ordinary. It takes them out of themselves. There's an alienation and an isolation that goes along with that and a, and a great sorrow, all of that together but there's deep meaning to be had in it and it's 
and there isn't anything better that you can do.